Hey, how's it going today? This is Mike, and welcome to Talking with Tigglesworth. What the hell is Talking with Tigglesworth, you might say? <laughs> well, Tigglesworth is, uh, is my alter ego, and um, I use it with my kids all the time. And it's pretty funny, and it gets the point across. So, someday you might meet Tigglesworth, but for right now, we're just going to call the podcast Talking with Tigglesworth. Uh, my friends and family will laugh about it. So, hi, my name is Mike Tossan. I am a former um, non-commissioned officer in the Army, and now I am a marriage and family therapist. Um, and I own a little private practice here in Covington, Louisiana called Freedom Within LLC. Um, I also operate in Washington State doing the telehealth and I um, do telehealth in Louisiana as well. And so what I'm trying to do here today is I'm trying to just develop this podcast and put it together. That way we can talk about veterans issues, talk about um, anything that comes up. So um, it's not going to be the most polished, not right now at least. It's not going to be, um, it's not going to always be the same duration. So some days it may be 20 minutes, some days it might be an hour and a half. It just depends on what we got to talk about, what we got to say. Um, if you want to reach out to me, um, you can reach out by emailing us at info at freedomwithintherapy.com. It's info at freedomwithintherapy.com. And we're just going to talk about issues. So let me tell you a little bit about my background, about myself, and how I got to this point in my life. And, um, and if you're interested, then reach out. And um, like I said before, um, when I did a little promo, if no one listens to this shit, then um, that's fine with me. I'm going to keep doing it until I realize nobody's listening to it. And then I'll go write in a diary or something. So um, I am born in Louisiana, born and raised um, on the West Bank and the East Bank of uh, New Orleans. And about 20 years old, I joined the Army and went to the Army and um, did a lot of exciting things out in the army, wherever I was at. So, um, spent about eight years in the army. Primary job was a, uh, fuel truck driver. So I drove all kinds of trucks. I drove, uh, at first I was an 88 Mike, which is just a truck driver. But then I got into fuel truck driving one day when they needed a fueler in the unit and just drove around the world, drove around the country, um, with fuel. And, um, so I did a lot of missions and did the deployments and all that kind of stuff and then came back home and decided that I wanted to do something different with my life. And after uh, spending eight years in the Army, um, I got out when I was over um, in the Fort Lewis area. And I opened up uh, a little practice after, after graduating uh, grad school. So... Um, started doing the practice and now I do a lot of work with vets, military families, military personnel, um, non-veterans as well. I do, I see, I see probably about 50-50 between veterans and non-veterans, um, civilians, first responders, EMT, firefighters, uh, police officers. Um, and then I have a bunch of people that have never had any type of service. They just want to get some help um, with their marital issues or family issues, raising kids, things like that. So, why does that all make it interesting? It, 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 
just gives me a unique skill set as far as I can relate to my military population, I can relate to my first responders, um, being that I've given service to the country and and been away from my family for a long time and um, just like everybody else. So nothing special here. Just uh, I decided to get into this field and to help people. So that's what I do now. And um, it's going pretty well. We've been in business since 2012 on a part-time basis. I uh, went full-time into the business in 2015 and then moved the business actually from Washington State to Louisiana in 2018 when I moved back home. Um, you just can't can't leave Louisiana and, and not come back. It, it, it pulls you back. Louisiana is one of those places where you... You miss it when you're not there. Sometimes you you despise it when you're there, but um, it's a, it's a place where it, it's near and dear to my heart. And I wanted to raise my kids uh, here, and um, I feel our our life is better off here than um, where it was in in Lacey, Olympia, Washington. So it just fits fits who I am better as a person. I I like to be underwater. I like to be on the water when it's not freezing cold. Um, I love sunshine, and we have a lot more sunshine here than anywhere else um, that I lived as far as Washington. So we are just uh, doing this little thing and and just trying to let people know who we are and um, help as many people as we can help with with, uh, mental health and and different family issues um, that come up. So one of the, the first topics that I wanted to kind of get into today was talking about um why why do we even choose to to go talk to somebody right and yeah there's the there's the big answers you know i'm I'm not feeling well i'm depressed uh, i can't sleep i have bad dreams uh whatever but the first step happens way before then it's the first step happens when you are ready to get it off your chest, right? And that, that takes place before you even get into the office of seeing somebody. So um, it's coming up with that with that goal in mind of what am I going to accomplish here? What am I going to try to um, get out of this experience? And some people don't know. There's somebody ringing my damn doorbell right now. But um, some people don't know what they want to get out of it. Some people just want to come in there and talk and process and then whatever comes out comes out and other people want to um, work on specific things such as you know I want to I want to control my anger I want to control my anxiety um, I want to be a better communicator I hear that a lot I want I want to be a better communicator and what does that mean right what, what does it mean to be a better communicator I mean it, that's different for everyone in, in each each couple, each relationship, each family, communication is different. I mean, sometimes in, in families, people talk really, really loud. And um, it's not that they're yelling at each other. It's that they talk loud. And that's, that's something that comes up. Um, whereas when people join together, you know, if you're from a family that talks really loud, and then your, your significant other is, is someone who comes from a family who's, who doesn't talk loud or doesn't talk at all or is very passive, it's going to seem like you're always yelling at them, and um, that's not always the case. People people just have different styles of communication. So one of the things that we do is we sit down with, with people and individuals and couples and families and talk about 
how do you communicate? How do you learn? What is your languages? Um, do you learn better by hearing? Do you learn better by seeing? Do you learn better by, by writing it down? Do you learn better by doing it? You know, like kinesiology, like doing it with your, with your fingers and all that kind of stuff. So um, it just depends on, on the person. So whatever the reason is, whether you want to go there to, to process trauma, or you want to process um, a divorce, or you want to process getting married, or you know, what does that look like? Because that's a that's a huge thing. You need to, before you get married, you make sure that you're on the same page with things. Make sure you're on the same page with finances and same page with, um, or at least have an understanding of their point of view, even if you're not on the same page of finances and and raising children or having children or what do you think about where do you want to move. Uh, around the country you want to move in the city you want to move in the suburbs you, you know you want to live in an apartment you want to live in a house it's all those kind of things so it comes up and um and you'd be surprised on how many people do not know those answers when they decide to get married so um to include myself <laughs> i mean it's my wife and i got married uh pretty quickly and um it's uh, it's been 18 great years now. Uh, we've had our ups and downs, but we we've learned each other through this time. And and I couldn't I couldn't see myself uh, doing this with anyone else in the world. So this is a a small sample of what I'm going to be talking about uh, with with other people. Um, hopefully we can get some guests in here. Hopefully we can get some other therapists. Um, I want to talk to some vets about uh, what makes them decide to get the help that they get when they need it. What makes them decide not to get the help that they that they may need? You know, what are the barriers? What barriers do they get? Do they find at the VA? What barriers do they find um, at their their community doctor's offices? What what barriers do they find in their own house? Right, so many. So many people have reasons why they can't do therapy or they choose not to do therapy. Um, some have nothing to do with them. Some have everything to do with, well, my family doesn't um, doesn't support me going, or my uh, it's all it's all it's all about me. It's all my issue, and and I need to fix it, but I don't know how. Um, I don't have the support. My my parents won't talk to me anymore. Whatever. Um, what are some of those barriers for you? If you want, you can email me, info at freedomwithintherapy.com, and we can talk about um, that on the, on, on the next podcast, uh, or one of the podcasts. I don't know when the next one's going to be. Hopefully in a few days or so. Um, but it, it's, 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 this is just a place for, for us to process, process stuff and, and to figure out what it is that um, that vets need to be successful, uh, because the research shows that once once a vet is back in the workforce, um, on average, they do promote faster than their peers. They do get leadership roles faster than their peers. Um, they also work a little, I'm not saying harder, but they do. I mean, the work ethic is different from when you join the military and and you um, you get out. 
your work your work ethic is a little different than 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 the person who hasn't served and and, and it's not a general statement it's it's it, you know it's a case by case thing but on average a person that's been in the military that work ethic is a little bit stronger um doesn't mean there's no shitbags i mean uh, fuck i've seen plenty of shitbags in the military um and it, just like there's shitbags in the um in 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 the civilian world so not every person that served um, is necessarily a good person or necessarily a hard worker. Um, not saying that because I think we all have seen um, our, our shit bags and, and that's why they got so many terms uh, such as Blue Falcon and, and others. So um, just want to offer a place for people to, to talk and, and to to tell me, you know, what it is that they're they may be struggling with and and. And even if they want to be anonymous, you know, just say what you're struggling with. And I can read those things on the podcast and others can maybe understand uh, what it's like to be in this um, in this day and age right now as a, as a veteran who um, most most veterans that I meet currently have been in some kind of conflict, um, whether it's Afghanistan or Iraq or, or somewhere else around the world. Um, and, and, and the more I do this, the more I'm meeting older veterans as well that, that served in Vietnam or or served in um, uh, Panama, things like that sort. So um, what it is that you want to want to hear from a podcast like this? Um, again, this is uh, Mike Tossin and, and, and being, being former military, um, having that understanding of the military and military culture. Um, just want to uh, put some time... Put some topics out there. So um, adjustment is another issue, right? Trying to adjust to getting back into the swing of things once you get out. Um, or retirement, right? A lot of guys are and ladies are retiring. And they're not going back to work. They're after military service. They are, they are um, injured or they are... Um, getting the compensation to where they they can't work anymore and so when you got a 35 36 year old guy or a lady uh maybe even 32 i've seen some 25 year olds get full retirement from the military uh for disability what do you do with the rest of your life you know i mean you it's hard you know you sit at home and and you're on that fixed income now so um what 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 are you gonna do with that money? What are you gonna to do to balance your life to find a new purpose in your life? And that's what you gotta do. Finding a new purpose is is the important thing. And and one of the things that I talk about with my my um my patients all the time is is what's that new normal, right? So are you gonna get up every day and just and just drink coffee and watch TV? Um, are you gonna get up and go outside and and cut the grass or? Or are you even able to cut the grass? It depends on your, on your injuries, right? Um, or are you going to isolate? Are you going to sit at home and, 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 and fucking play video games? Um, you know, when I work with a lot of people, they, they, video games is, is an outlet of a lot of, uh, of, a lot of veterans, especially males. Um, and, and that's fine in moderation, just like everything else. But the, the, the playing the video games when you're playing you know, 10, 12 hours a day, and you're playing to escape even communicating with other people around you and in your house, that's not fucking coping. That's isolating. And um, it's not going to be good for you. So developing your new normal, right? 
Do you go fishing? Do you, you go hunting? Do you plant a garden? Do you get up every day and go volunteer? I mean, it's hard right now with the COVID, but do you go volunteer at a food bank or do you go um, walk dogs or do you just go sit at the lake and, and, and be by yourself or go meet up with another veteran buddy or, or just, uh, just a friend in general? It's about finding you, finding you again, and and um, doing what it takes to get you, to get you better. So, um, don't let the VA and the system that they use hold you down from getting better. Because the system is, in my opinion, the system is is it's kind of rigged, right? It, it's rigged in a way that um, if you get better. If you tell them, hey, I feel better, uh, this particular illness, this particular injury isn't as painful or isn't isn't hurting me or isn't bothering me as much as it once did, they're going to send you in for, for a review. And when you go in for a review, you might lose your benefit. You might lose either a rating. So if you're at 70%, and they say, well, your 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 fucking toe fungus is not uh is, is <laughs> your toe fungus is going away, and uh, so now we're gonna bring you down to to fifty because you you had a twenty percent rating in toe fungus and now your toe fungus is different, so um, now you're sitting at fifty, and in some states, fifty is the cutoff, right? Some states sixty seventy is the cutoff for for other benefits. And so if you go underneath that, you lose a lot of benefits. So what people do, people decide not to get better, right? And that's not just for physical injuries. In my field, in mental health, there's a lot of vets who choose to go to the therapy, who choose, and not just with me, I mean with therapists all around the country, who choose to go to the therapy, who choose to sit there every week or every other week or however, whenever they're scheduled and to talk and to vent. But when it comes down to doing the work at home, when it comes down to reading the reading the materials that may be suggested or, or doing the exercises that may be suggested or, um, or practicing not isolating or practicing, um, okay, maybe it's time that, 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 that you start to slowly expose yourself to to other people or slowly expose yourself to going outside during the day or, or whatever. They don't do it. They don't do it. Maybe part of it is, is fear. Um, maybe part of it is um, they don't feel confident. Um, and sometimes it's, it's they know that if they get better and if that provider writes the report, that says the veteran's PTSD or the veteran's anxiety or the veteran's um, depression or the veteran's sleep disturbances has gotten better or has seen has seen a reduction in 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 severity, then they're gonna put them in for the review unless they're a hundred percent permanent total. Well, they can't put them in review anymore. So a few things that we need to identify here 
is we need to identify how do or what are some ways that we can introduce to fix the system to where it doesn't penalize veterans for getting better right and and that's a that's 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 above my level but that's something that we can start a conversation about at least and and if enough people have similar ideas or similar information and we go to our go to our representatives in our individual states and individual areas and say, hey, look, this is an issue that needs to be fixed and bring it up with the 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 chief of the VA and bring it up with um, others who can listen, you know, particularly the congressmen and women and senators. Um, hopefully they do something, but... Um, best time to start talking about this shit is in the election year, right? I mean, anytime they're trying to get reelected, they're gonna they're gonna pretend like they're listening to you at least. Um so yeah, so I mean I'm passionate about it. I, I, I really I really am a passionate uh provider, uh passionate veteran about veteran needs and veteran services and, and keeping veterans um uh getting better, right? And, and, and getting better in the sense to where they can not only take care of themselves, take care of their families, but that they can live a life that's, that's productive and, and, and not have the military be the highlight of their life just because now they're out, they're lost, and they don't have anything else to go back on. And they're looking at the military as, yeah, I'm very, very messed up from the military but that was the greatest time of my life yeah there's some great times in the military and if you did eight years 10 years 12 years 20 years it's a significant time in your life right but just like anything else in life it doesn't have to be the end of it it doesn't have to be the the final destination per se and and if you are fortunate enough to excuse me <clears throat> if you are fortunate enough to to make it home safe and to get out of the military, whether it's a retirement, whether it's a, a military leave, a disability, whatever it is, if you're fortunate enough to get home and get to your family, the best way to honor our brothers and sisters who we've lost is to live a, a productive life. And to live a life that that we that we can be proud of, and that our families can can thrive on, and and if we can make strides every single day, just to do a little bit better, just to improve ourselves, then we'll, we'll be we'll be honoring our brothers and sisters because I think that's that's an important piece. It's if you come home from your service and 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 you are not trying your best to be productive and be uh, get well, whatever that means for you. And getting well doesn't mean that you're going to be out there running marathons or you're going to be out there working a nine to five. Getting well means that you're functioning and that you are being true to yourself and who you want to be. That's what getting well is to me. It's, it's, it's finding your freedom, finding your... Uh, your wins and your successes. And if you're doing that to me, you're honoring 
all the brothers and sisters that we've lost, whether we lost them on the battlefield, whether we lost them in a training accident, whether we lost them at home, or whether they became one of the 22, you're honoring them, you're honoring your service by doing the best that you can do every day. And that's that's where Freedom Within came in at. That's exactly how I came up with the name. It's that I wanted to have freedom within myself. And what better way to do that for me? It was taking control of my life, taking control of my schedule, taking control of who I treat and who I work with and, and, and being in control of that, I could choose to work with more veterans, more military families, more uh, more active service members if they come to me um, through the TRICARE. That was, that, that's freedom for me. Freedom is also being able to say, you know what, it's, it's Thursday. Um, I'm not going to schedule anyone for next Thursday. And uh, I'm going to go fishing. That's a self-care for me. I fish. I get in my boat and I go fishing. I have my kids with me. They come, we go fishing. My wife, she'll come sometimes, but she don't like she don't like sitting. So if the boat's moving, she's in. If the boat's just sitting, she's not she's not really um, feeling it too much. But I fish. So um in in owning this business is the way to do it for me. I can um I might not make as much as I did when I worked in the corporate world. Um but I uh I have more freedom than I ever have in my life. And that's that's important to me. So I value personal freedom over finances. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I need money. I need, <laughs> I need to survive. I don't I don't I don't do everything for free. But I do a lot of um, I do give a lot of sessions away for free, honestly. And I do give a lot of uh, um, volunteer stuff to 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 organizations at times. But um, it's about freedom for me. And freedom is. Uh, that's where the name came in. So when you think of freedom within, I want you to think of yourself and ask yourself, how can I find freedom within? And when you ask yourself that, it's how do I find freedom within myself? And my tagline that I created, the tagline is redefine yourself. And what that means is no one can define you, right? You redefine yourself. So once you as a soldier, once you as an airman, once you as a Marine, once you was in the Navy. Now, how do you define yourself? You know, yeah, we're retired veterans. We're disabled veterans. We are, we are, um, we're, 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 we run the VFWs and the American Legions and, and the um, things of that sort. But how do you define yourself now? And, and, and don't let others define you. You define yourself. So with that, I, I define myself as a marriage and family therapist who helps veterans and families, who takes care of his family, who has the freedom to do what he wants for his family. So if I need to be at a ball game, I can be there. If I need to be at a, at a, at a, at a family function, I can be there. If I need to be at um, anywhere, I can be there, right? That's important to me. That's how I define myself, someone who's available for my family at all times. And um, 
I can't get that anywhere else. I, I can't get that working for someone. And so when I do eventually hire another therapist, because we're going to grow, Freedom Within is going to grow, and we're going to have other therapists that are uh, veteran-centric or veteran-minded or veterans. Um, there's not many of us. I mean, there's some. There's, there's I don't want to say many, but there's... Um, someone once told me that, that, that veterans who served in combat who are now therapists or psychologists or psychiatrists or are um, considered, to them, considered a unicorn. And what he meant by that was that we know they're out there somewhere, right? But we don't see them very often. And, and I don't know if a unicorn is out there or if it's, you know, just mythological. But there are the veterans who are therapists, who are physicians, who are psychiatrists and psychologists. But they're not as prevalent as we need because there's a certain understanding of being a therapist and being a veteran when you're treating veterans and families. There's an automatic connection, typically, that, okay, at least we can start on these grounds. At least we can start with this is an understanding that we both have and that begins the trust. And that's what's important in therapy. So I want to thank you for listening. Um, I rambled on for about 30 minutes now. I got to get ready for the day. Um, I have some sessions this afternoon and, and, and this morning that I got to prepare for. And so um, I hope that this gets somewhere. I hope I, I can get it to all the places I need to get it to and see what, what this looks like. So um, thank you for listening. Again, email me at mike at freedom within therapy.com is my email address or you can email me at um, info at freedom within therapy.com um, you can also follow me on twitter at vet underscore therapist and uh, you can look us up on facebook at uh, freedom within llc and we're on facebook um, have a great day i'll talk to y'all later um, be good be safe Reach out if you need help. Don't become a statistic. Thank you.